That's awesome. It's just, you know, I, I continue story after story of God has met my needs. Um, even my emotional needs, you know, like our anniversary, you know, it was like two years ago or something like that. It wasn't the past one, the one before, you know, and Tammy was still communicating with me to some degree via text. Yeah. And um, she, you know, I text her in the morning. She, she never responded, you know, and I'm like, Lord, I was going to work, and I said, Lord, I said, well, I guess we're not going to dinner or doing nothing for our anniversary. And um, I said, you know, yeah, I guess you're going to have to be my bride today. And uh, <laughs> he he filled my truck with his presence to a point where I couldn't see. And um, it was pretty good. It was unfortunately better than any anniversary dinner I ever had with my wife. Um, honestly, um, because he's that good because he knew I, I was hurting. Um, I wanted to be able to share time with her and she wanted nothing to do with me. Um, to a point where I'm like, I'm going to rack here. So you better, you know, store Jesus, take the wheel. You better take the wheel. Cause I can't see. <laughs> Sounds like the Shekinah glory it was, it was, was blending pretty much to all but him. Yeah. And so when I get to work, you know, and I, I dressed her. She was at her desk. She wouldn't even look at me, but that was okay. And and that's when Lord started changing my heart, because how can I feel bad for myself when she won't even look at me? How is she feeling? What's she going through? Where's her heart at? You know. Says so the Lord, what's going on? And again, He started telling me about the condition of her heart. I believe He has, because He can. And um. And, and what she's feeling, what she's going through. And, you know, over the past couple of years, I've shared some things that he shared with me about the condition of her heart and hasn't been received well, but I know it's true. Um, you know, another time was like I, I got in bed and it was just one of those long weeks where I was working hard. And I always do. And I was tired. And, you know, I miss my wife. And I said, Lord, I said, I'm tired. But it's one of those tires where you can't fall asleep. And and I said, Lord, I said, you know, I could, I could use a hug right now. And I think you're capable of giving it. And uh, he climbed in the bed and he hugged me. And I felt his tangible presence, his arms around me. And my friend was, I just want to go to sleep. I got stuff I got to do tomorrow. It was a Friday night. And uh, and I fell asleep in nanoseconds. Um, <laughs> I woke up in the morning. And, and uh, obviously with a thankful heart, as I do every day. And, and just thanking him for his goodness. And... Welcome to Testify, where we are sharing the love of Christ and building people up through testimonies and teaching. Our passion is to share how God is working in people's lives today. My name is Rhonda Wagner, and I am a founder and board member at Testify. We have an ongoing testimony today from David Bartholomew. This one is different than all of the others we have recorded, as David is still directly in the midst of this testimony and is someone who is truly trusting God and walking with Him. He has decided to let God's will be done. 
My name is Bruce Fowler, and I'm a member of the board of the organization Testify It, which is an organization to uh, gather together uh, stories of God's people to be an encouragement and a help in teaching to God's people in his kingdom. And in that regard, I want to introduce to you uh, uh, someone who has become a very good friend of mine, uh, David Bartholomew, who is in the middle of a situation in his life that affects thousands and thousands, maybe millions of people uh, having to do with his marriage. Um, David, maybe you can just start and tell us what you want to tell us from wherever you want to start. What's the background? Tell us about what's going on. Sure. I first met uh, Bruce Fowler because um, my marriage was crumbling. My relationship was um, faltering with my wife. And, um, you know, she agreed at that time to uh, seek some counseling. And uh, so, I, we, you know, through prayer, I reached out to a few people. And um, when I spoke to Bruce on the phone for the first time, and I looked at a couple counselors, he was the first one that gave me the Word of God. And I'm like, that's that's the solution here. It's going to be through Christ and His Word that this is going to work out. I don't need any psychological mumbo-jumbo. I need to know what the Father is saying about the situation. Hmm. That was my heart. You're Jesus-oriented, sounds like. And you mentioned her. Tell me a little about her and her perspective. Who is My wife, Tammy? Yes. She's gorgeous. I call her beautiful, gorgeous. She's awesome. And, um... She's deceived right now, and she's leaving lies and believing lies, and and uh, the enemy's got her mind in a stronghold, and it's painful to watch. Um, at the same time, um, God knew on my wedding day that my wife, some 20 years later, would leave me. And he's not confused. <laughs> he didn't fall off the throne. He's not wringing his hands. He's not biting his nails. He has... He's not anxious about the situation. And over the past three or four years, I've come to realize, nor should I. Um, so my responsibility is to partner with him and to come alongside him and hear from him um, how I might um, work with him. Uh, in, in fact, it was interesting because just in the past two weeks, I um, the Lord brought to my, my memory. I, I met my wife at church. Um, I hit on her during a prayer. And uh, it's a funny story, and it will be a funnier story in years to come, I'm sure. Um, but the Lord reminded me, he said, David, you, you met Tammy at church, but you remember why you met her? And, and I said, yeah. Um, I met her because I was pursuing you. Because re a few a month or two before I met her, I was uh, in another involved in another church, and I was only let's see, I was eighteen years old, just turned eighteen years old, and uh, my father got a little bit angry at me because he thought I was sleeping during church, but I really wasn't. I was praying because I wanted more of the Father, more of Jesus. And the church I was in wasn't preaching him. And my spirit was grieved. 
and I wanted to find another church. But I've been going to this church my almost my entire youth, and it was kind of it's not an accident. My father at that point a year earlier, six months earlier, was like a deacon, and then he was on the board, and he started to see some things that weren't correct, which probably shows why the Holy Spirit wasn't moving the way he probably wanted to be moving. Um, so I told him I was going to start looking for other churches and I was going to go find one because I just recently got a car. I had a job. I had mobility. So I didn't have to run and lie on my parents to take me everywhere. And, uh, and that's how I heard about this church, which I met my wife at. And I was going there because I wanted more of him. And, uh, so what God is doing, I think will come full circle at the end of this discussion is that he's redeeming the time. He's returning me back to what I was doing before I met my wife. I was pursuing him. And it's awesome. <laughs> well, where was your wife during all of this? You're talking about your spiritual hunger. Mm -hmm. Did she show any of that spiritual hunger as well? Uh, yes, to some degree. I don't think. But she, um, she, and I see this now more clearly throughout the years, is that um, her personal relationship with Jesus Christ was uh, really through me. She she relied on me to hear for her. And I don't want to say that's okay, because it's not. And, um, and, and that's really what's going on here. My marriage and the situation with it right now, the, I don't know how I want to put this, the, it's basically friendly fire. It's a casualty. Uh, the situation going on with me and my wife has nothing to do with my marriage. It has to do with her relationship with the father. And um, she keeps telling me it over and over again through some very little communication, whatever written that she hasn't known me for a long time. And I told her before she left over two years ago, that her relationship with me is a direct relationship with the Father. It's a mirror image of her relationship. Her relationship with me can only be as good as it is with the Father. In other words, she doesn't have much relationship with the Father. It's not the problem with your marriage. It's a problem that you're married to someone who has no relationship with the Father exactly. like you're hungry to have. Oh, yeah. So what I'm finding out and through him telling me and, and having clarity is that, you know, Tammy needs to have a relationship with Jesus and it has to be her relationship with Jesus, not her relationship through Jesus through me. She can't ride on my coattails. You know, her mom and dad are you know, pretty strong believers in the Lord and, and, you know, and growing up, you know, Tammy's always been a perfect little church girl. And, uh, she, um, her relationship for Jesus was based on her parents' relationship with Jesus. And and she knows the Bible, read the Bible a bunch of times in her youth, and she knows what she should do and shouldn't do. But knowing what you should and shouldn't do has nothing to do about a relationship. It's not a book of rules. The Bible's not a book of rules. It's a love letter. I'm completely convinced of that. And it's nothing but a letter of the Father explaining his children to his children how much he loves them and and how he wants them to conduct their lives for their benefit not for his um so it's not a bunch of rules we need to follow um and tell us the story what happened 
Well, Where is she? Basically, right now is like we we got married and young. We got married really young. We got married and she turned twenty one on our honeymoon, and uh, so we dated for three years. Um, when I met her at church, I hit on her and I took her out the following Sunday. And uh, and and what was interesting is kind of a funny story is is my father. I had to go. I had something else to do later that day, and I said I'm going to drive the church separately with you. I had a couple things I needed to gather up because I was going to make a trip somewhere. And he goes, I will save you a seat. So, because the church was packed and it was hard to find a seat anywhere in that church um, back in the day. So she, uh, he, he went and picked the seat and he saved the seat. And it was right beside Tammy. And he's going to save the seat for my son. And my wife thought that she was some, you know, 10 year old little kid was going to sit next to her. And lo and behold, this hunk of a man sat next to her. And that's all it took. Um, when I saw her, for the first time, you know, you think of love at first sight, but I just knew that I knew that I knew that we were going to be together. I don't know how to explain that, but I just knew. Um, so basically, we fell in love with each other and um, married her three years later. Had some kids pretty early and um, raised them. And up to about three years ago, she stayed at home. She homeschooled our kids. They never went to public school. Um, well, my oldest son never went to public school. And my youngest son uh, went to school the 10th and 11th, uh, I'm sorry, 11th and 12th grade. And uh, that's when things started to fall apart um, when he entered the 11th grade. Tammy started working again. And actually started working with me. And at the place of my business or place where I'm employed, and what I'm seeing through this whole situation is that she basically at home, she was sheltered and she behaved how I behaved. Um, so there is no, you know, it's typical Judeo-Christian values. We weren't cussing and swearing and, you know, you know, my kids were had, went to church every Sunday. Went to Sunday school. We taught Sunday school. We did we did the things that you know, I knew a lot about the Bible because I read it. Um, you know, and I, not every day, but but I did read it. But Tammy just relied on me, and she never read it. She just relied on me. And um, so when she got into the workforce, things started to change. She started to. Um, Basically, what the Lord has told me that Tammy's silly putty, and He said silly putty to me one day, and I'm like, "What does that mean?" He's like Tammy, is she molds herself to every situation and surrounding. So she goes to work for happy hour with some people from work. She can act just like them and tell inappropriate jokes. If she goes to church, she can raise her hands and sing songs. Um, she's silly putty. She she um. She doesn't know who she is. She doesn't have her identity. It's an identity crisis for her. Um, and basically, she she knows of Jesus. She knows he loves her. But at this point, hasn't partaken of his love. And that's that's a totally different thing, knowing someone loves you and then being able to receive it. Were you assuming in the first part of your marriage, were you assuming that the two of you were going right along together to do this all together? Yeah, well, you know, it was really, you know, Satan's very deceiving. Um, 
you know, my relationship with the Lord is nowhere near what it is right now. And um, basically, I, I took the lie that my responsibility was to care for my wife, which it is, but that I was supposed to get my needs met through her. And that's just not true. And, you know, and vice versa, she did that. I, I Up until about a year ago, I thought, well, I followed my wife and I didn't follow the Lord, but that's not really true. I, I led her and she followed me. I led her into the lie that we can be everything for each other. And that's not true. It's not even possible. That's quite a statement because that contradicts most of what good counseling and good preaching often says, that you're supposed to be everything to each other. How did that not true, dangerous myth get turned into the tragedy that you're living now? Well, it's you might want to say it's a tragedy, but really it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> I've never been so happy. Um, the situation, the Lord showed me this. I didn't hear it from anybody. I think we shared this before, but it's really important. Is that he showed me that that I'm... And you mentioned this to me in one counseling session when Tammy was kind of falling apart emotionally. Is that I'm supposed to get everything from him. And, and I'm thinking to myself, well, how does that happen? Because I've never done that before. Well, just because I haven't done it before doesn't mean it's not possible. There's lots of things I haven't done before and are more than possible. So I... In my spirit, I knew that was true, but I need to find out for myself. So I just pursued him on that. And what he showed me was, over time, is that the way marriage is supposed to work is that I'm supposed to get everything from the Father. I'm supposed to get all my appreciation, all my peace, all my joy, all my affection. Everything comes from the Father, out of Him, and my relationship with Him. I'm fully content in that relationship completely and utterly and that, and in that in that which is more than possible in that environment I do not take anything away from my wife I'm not sucking the life out of her I'm not relying on her for my appreciation I'm not relying on her for my self-worth I'm not relying on her for anything feeling loved that's what my job is and and the way this is supposed to work she's supposed to do the Exact same thing. Get everything from the Father. Com her complete identity is in Him. Needing nothing from me. Not sucking any life from me. And then the beautiful thing about the whole process is that we're supposed to come together and share that with one another. And I really believe that's what it means that God fills you full of love, full of joy, full of peace, full of contentment in Him. And, and that's when the real magic happens. It's it's when we can share that everything we get from the Father with each other. So you weren't depending; you were depending on each other. Absolutely. And most counselors would say, "What's wrong with that?" It's everything's it's, wrong with that. It, it, sure, you. I I can see from where you are now that everything is wrong with that. But is there anything that happened? When did you know that there was a problem? And how did that problem become manifest? Um, well, when she started working, she started, and some of the things she started to say um, and do and act and her behavior, 
where she was withdrawing from me. You know, honestly, we're Mr. Spawn, this story, it's a, you know, it's 20 years, so we can talk for a long time. Um, there was a point in my life, probably three years ago, a little longer, four years ago now, well, time flies, is when I was feeling suicidal. And I don't know, I didn't know why. I know why now, but I didn't know why then. Where, you know, it didn't make any sense. I got a beautiful wife, looks like a lingerie model. I'm sorry, guys like that. I, I, I got a great job. I make decent money. I got a beautiful house. I got wonderful kids. Never had any issues with the kids at all. Never had a rebellious stage. Just great kids. Real respectful. Just awesome. And uh, I had a wife that doted over me constantly. But you said you were feeling I was suicidal. Suicidal. You wanted to and kill yourself. Where does this come from? This makes no sense whatsoever. Well, it comes from the enemy. He hates me. And I don't have to be... If I'm totally in love with Jesus or I'm I'm not, he still hates me because I made his image. The enemy being Satan. Satan. Absolutely. And, and it, it would come and go. It would just come. And then it would be so such a strong... I remember laying in bed... And I like guns, and I had a gun sitting on the on the dry, and just thinking about picking it up and shooting myself. But I had no, I had a desire to do it, but I had no unction to do it. I I knew I wouldn't do it. It made no sense to me. It wasn't rational. I had no reason to want to do it, but I I did at the same time. And I remember sharing that with Tammy because it was happening over like two months. And I said, she's like, "What's wrong with you?" And I said, "Honey, I don't know what it is, but I just." I'm having these feelings of suicide and it's ridiculous and I have no reason to have that. And I just remember saying to myself, self, <laughs> I'm a Christian. I have, I, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I, I, I have no reason to, you know, and I'm like, I remember crying out to the Lord in my heart and I remember reaching over, grabbing my smartphone, plugging on my earbuds and I put on my Bible app and I'm listening to it. It was like midnight. And I just remember listening to it, and I have no idea when I fell asleep. And from that day forward is when the wheels fell off of my wife. Um, because I was gonna, I was pursuing God hard, and I, nothing, I listened to the Word, I read the Word, I could not get enough of any information that I can get my hands on, um, whether it be teachings or YouTube videos or... Um, just reading his word basically and spending time with him praying, you know, um, you know, even exercising my prayer language, you know, was few and far between months and years prior and, and, uh, and things he started to, the Lord was just changing my heart and is renewing my mind. And, um, I just basically started to. Um, I still, I wouldn't ignore her. I kept wanting to do things with her and interact with her, but she just went into herself and went internal. Um, I talked about the suicidal thing. I explained to her it was a demonic attack on the enemy wanted to destroy us. And he's still trying to do that. She was jealous of your, uh, focus or refocus onto Jesus and away from her exactly, then exactly. at the point of your suicide. Yeah. Uh, Feelings. Yeah, she saw that I was getting all my peace and all my contentment and everything from him for the most part. Um, she's my wife. I love her. I want to spend time. I want to do things with her. 
um, enjoy life with her, uh, be with our sons with her, but she wanted nothing to do with me. Um, you know, so basically we drove to work every day for about a year. She didn't say one word to me. Um, she wouldn't talk to me. She would disappear and not, she'd come home usually late or until it gets to the point where she, um, she decided to leave. Obviously there was something that had been fulfilling to her that now your relationship wasn't fulfilling to her. Sure. Earlier, you were talking about all that was a problem with her. Now I'm hearing that maybe the problem had something to do with where you were, mm -hmm. not just where Tammy. Oh, absolutely. Well, we both were. Um, we were um, parasitic. We fed off each other. And uh, that just doesn't work in any marriage. It's not God's intent. Like I explained earlier, we have to get everything from the Father. Um and it's really, really easy because that's what he wants because that's his design intent. That's his intent for marriage. Um, but we're so distracted with each other and we, we take a lie that, um, you know, my spouse is supposed to be everything and she's not. Actually, I'm almost to the point where she's not supposed to be anything to me. Um, what she is is she's a blessing from the Lord and she's to be cherished and respected and cared for. But again, I'm not getting any of my needs met through her. Because if I do, then I'm I'm taking. And God's not a taker, he's a giver. He, so she felt abandoned that you weren't getting any of your needs met through her. Exactly. And she was used to that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. were you really physically and emotionally not being at all fulfilled by her? And did she pick that up? Uh, I believe so. Um, and it wasn't because I did not want her fellowship. She refused to give it. Um, you know, she told me like a year before she left over dinner, I can't be intimate with you anymore. I just can't do it right now. I'm like, okay, that's not necessarily healthy, but maybe it is. And we need to figure out and pray. Why is this happening? Cause it's unnatural for a woman not to desire her husband. So what's going on, you know, um, but she never wanted to talk to it or just get, she never wanted to see what the Bible had to say about it. Um, you know, and when we actually started meeting with you, um, I can't remember how long ago now, three years ago or something like that, two and a half years ago, uh, <coughs> everything was fine until you started really digging into what the Bible says about marriage. You know, and the bottom line is this. It's not confusing at all. The spirit that she's following that resides in her can't stand me. And um, she's, she's verbalized that, you know, I'm uncomfortable around you. So the spirit that was residing in her was not God's spirit at all. No, not at all, no. She's, she knows of the Lord, and she knows she needs him for her salvation but she does not want to follow him at this time she's in rebellion um so it it's an, it's incredibly hard through the whole process of this you know her leaving and her filing for divorce and her actually getting a divorce and you know her getting involved with another guy um and now being engaged i guess um it's it's incredibly 
I don't want to say it's hard anymore. Um, and what God's changed in my heart is because at, at the beginning of this whole thing, when she left, I was really hurting. And, you know, and I, I kept going to the Lord with this. I'm like, Lord, you know, if I'm supposed to get everything from you, and I am, and I know that, then why am I hurting? You know, um, and then he just started changing my heart and my mind, the way I see things, and and that I, I don't hurt for myself anymore. Although I have the option, but it's really the enemy because he wants to make me feel guilty for myself, um, or feel like a loss or I'm missing out. And and but he's Lord changed my heart that I I, I hurt for her. Um, and, and when I say this is the best thing that's ever happened to me, I yeah, reading the word when the word when it talk, the word the Lord talks about travailing. I've never travailed before until this situation. So it's given me the opportunity to understand the Lord's heart for His children, how He feels about us when we're lost and we can't see clearly. And um, so I, I've just I've groaned and I've moaned and I've ached that you know, where it says words can't be muttered. And it's a beautiful thing. God still loves those who are lost. Were you not able to love Tammy in a way that she could pick up and receive love? I mean, you're talking to us about loving her. And I believe that you do. You keep telling us and her and me and your kids that you do love Tammy a lot. Oh, yeah. And yet something was lacking in her being able to receive that. Were you not able to give her the kind of love that she was expecting? And what would that have been? It's a good question. Um, I, I did pray and speak to the Lord a lot about that. And, you know, I can be anything that she needs me to be. Because I believe God's given me the ability to be everything that she needs. Um she, an example, like, before she even left, he's like, you know, I wanted to pray about situations. She's like, no, I'm not praying with you. You can pray for me. Um, there's a spirit of rebellion that was on her, and it's still there. And, and that's really not a problem for me. Um, you know, to, to love her, you know, the whole thing about you know loving her is like Christ loves the church. And, and I believe that's what I'm doing. I'm is she can rebel, she can say me things, she can you know, I, I don't want to get into the stories of things that she's done. It's not really important. Um but it, it it's horrible um for her. Example, she's living with another guy. What does it have to do with me? Nothing. If 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 she has sex with my boss, what does it have to do with me? Nothing. It has to do with her heart, not my heart. So I love her in spite of her actions. Just like God loves me in spite of my actions. I hurt for her because there has to be something wrong for her to commit those types of actions. There's something there. There's some type of hurt or hang up or how about not right relationship with the Lord. You know, the Lord kind of spoke to me about about her relationship and why she can't receive my love, and it it's really rather simple. It's you know, my Tammy can't accept my love, and until <laughs> she can't receive my love until she loves herself, 
And she can't love herself until she accepts the love of God. And she can't accept the love of God until she's in right relationship with him. It's really a vicious cycle. It's a snowball effect. It comes down to not knowing God loves you, but coming into a right relationship with him. And from that, everything else flows. But David, don't you believe that there is some sort of a love from God that you could give Tammy that she might be able to receive? What does she want? What would she say from her perspective that she wants or needs from you that she isn't getting or hasn't gotten? She wants to get her identity from our relationship. She wants to feel respected and appreciated um, and love for who she is. And can you not give her that? Sure. I, yes, I can. And I believe I have. Um, but again, she's unable to receive it. She won't receive it. Um, and, and that's it's difficult to watch. It's so it's so hard to watch someone reject you. And it's, how do I want to word this? It's not hard. It's not hard for me. I, I, I ache for her. It's, it's, it's like watching. There's like this, this, it's a veil over her eye. She cannot see, um, the forest through the tree, so to speak. Um, it is it's incredibly difficult to to see this occurring every time I run the door. You know, we work at the same place and so she comes into my department and she she'll look at me and just the anguish that's on her face. You know, I know her, she's my wife. You know, and she puts on a facade that she's happy and she tells people she's happy and she's told me she's happy, but it's not true. Um, she's joyless. She's in happiness. And I told her, I said, honey, this happiness is fleeting. It's, it's depends on what's happening. It's, it's not joy. Um, you know, in a few, in a few conversations we've had, um, it's, it's, it's difficult. It just is hard watching. Um, she needs to come to the end of herself. And that's what needs to happen here. She needs to come again. She needs to come to the point where um, she wants what God has for her, not what she can get from our marriage. Um, and then that's what's going on. That's why she left, because she wasn't getting what she wanted. And what was it she wanted? She wanted freedom, which she's always had. Um, but, you know, part of not my struggle, but I, you know, I had, I lost interest in going to bars, you know, and, and having a beer every once in a while. I have no interest in that. I, I never had an interest in that. Um, but when she started working, people were both happy. Oh, I'm fine. We'll go out and we'll hang out at some restaurant or whatever. And it's so unfulfilling, even though I would have no interest. And she knew I had no interest. I had no desire to do it, but that's what she wanted to do. Um, because I think, you know, alcohol to some point helped her loosen up or cover up some of the hurt. Yeah. And, and it was just, it's troubling to watch. And I didn't want to partake of that anymore. It and, sort of sounds like 
the two of you just sort of drifted apart and your focusing and refocusing on the Lord Jesus emphasized that separation and she made one choice and you made another. Without a doubt. Was there nothing that you could do to give yourself to her in a way that yeah. she would feel loved and accepted by you? Yeah, that's a very good question. I, I I pursued any option I could to include her or to be included in any bit of her life. Um, but she would not allow me to participate in anything. Um, she went somewhere. She wanted to go by herself. She didn't want me to go defiantly. Um, you know, I can't force myself to go somewhere with her. Um, so I had to just say, okay, just be careful. And, uh, you know, to a point where she didn't want to ride to work with me anymore after a whole year not talking to me in the car. Um, you know, she wanted to go to the grocery store with me. She wouldn't go shopping with me. She wouldn't do anything with me. Um, and the kid, my boys saw this coming and they were like, what's wrong with mom? You know, and she just wanted to sit on the couch every night, watch TV and drink wine. And like, really, and, uh, you know, stop working out with us, stop everything, stop going to church, uh, basically just turn inward on herself. And so what does scripture say that a loving husband needs to do? What's God telling you, David? That you need to do in response to a wife who is not feeling fulfilled. You know, I, I what I believe in my heart is to love her um, and to see her the way God sees her um, complete in Him. And you know, when God, when she was born, you know, God has a perfect plan for her life. He has a vision for who she was. You know, she's fearfully and wonderfully made. She, she, he has a plan for our marriage, um, and just because she's in the state of mind that she's in, believing a lie, um, does not have to change the way I interact with her, I treat her, I see her. Um, so it's to love her unconditionally, and and. You know, I want to say at first when I was going, when I was getting all my, you know, all my needs met through her. That was that was troubling. It was hard for me, um, but I knew that's not what the Lord. I just knew that wasn't the way. I, I I knew I knew that he he had something better. I knew he wanted to teach me something through this again because he spoke to me and he and he he made it clear that he knew that my wife was going to leave me on the day of our wedding. We were at the altar. He knew she was going to leave. He knows everything. It's yeah, so why, why didn't he tell me on our honeymoon that in 20 years she's going to leave? Because he's loving, he's caring, and he's good. And he knew. So he knows. He knows what's going to happen tomorrow with the situation. Could yeah. you get your wife back now if you decided to focus on her as like you were at first mm -hmm. instead of focusing on God? I guess the real question is, mm -hmm. Was she just jealous of your relationship with God? I, I don't know necessarily if she was jealous with it. That's a good question. Um, I'm really not sure um, if that is something she was jealous of. I think she was jealous 
not of my relationship, but that I was able to get what all my contentment from him, if that's what you mean by that. Yeah. Because she's even, she made that, you know, um, converse, that comment, and he's like, you don't need me. You don't need me for anything. And and I explained to her, that's not true. Um, you know, God has a purpose for our relationship, and, and we are to care for one another. We're to be, it's God, marriage was God's idea. I live in the state of Pennsylvania. It wasn't their idea. It's his idea. So let's find out what God says about our marriage. And don't worry about what you think I need from you and don't need from you. And and that's not the mode she lived our entire marriage. So when I started pursuing him, and I verbalized that with her and told her, I said, honey, I'm pursuing God for us. You know, I, I, I want to be the best husband that God wants me to be. And at the same time, I'm not ignoring you. And, you know, I'm telling you. But you're feeling ignored. Yeah. And that's why it's so deceiving. You know, it's because that's not the case at all. Uh, If you would ask my my boys, they're like, they saw me pursuing her, taking care of her. Um, It wasn't like I was ignoring her. I just, you know, iron her clothes, wash her clothes, make her dinner. You know, I'm just doing everything I've always done. Nothing changed. My only thing that changed is my focus now is on the Father, the Lord, the Holy Spirit, and what does he want for our marriage and our family? It's a shift. It certainly isn't either or. Once you focus on God, you neglect and ignore your wife. Absolutely. That's sort of what she was feeling from what you're saying. That you were focusing on God to her exclusion, and she was resenting that, oh, it yeah. sounds like. is mm-hmm. that Would you say that's true? No, that's absolutely correct. You know, I'm fully convinced that, you know, if my wife or me, the way I believe the Lord as a marriage is supposed to work, is that to a point, you get, you, our focus is supposed to be the Father, and it's supposed to be a relationship with the Lord, period. And, and, and fully, and, you know, it says in the word to love the Lord, Lord, love the Lord your God with all your might, all your strength, all your heart, all this, all, that's all. The word all there is important because it means all. There's none left for her. So in that place, I can love my wife completely because I can't love her completely unless I love the Lord with all my heart because love doesn't come from me. It comes from him. So whatever love I give him, he's able to give back to me, and therefore I'm able to love my wife truly and completely in him the way he designed it. That's the way he designed me. It's not my idea. These aren't my rules. And and that's what he's showing me over the past three years on what marriage is supposed to look like. Unfortunately, my wife doesn't want to participate in this right now, but that's okay. <laughs> that's, well, it wasn't okay with her. No, not at all. Uh, so... When does one give up and recognize that what you're doing isn't working? Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a place for a Christian husband to shrug his shoulders and say, well, this hasn't worked. I guess we'll give up on this. Oh, What's man. your next plan? What's next for you? 
Um, uh, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I hear what you're saying, but I really don't. I don't have a grid for that. I, I don't have um, understanding of what that means. I, I don't know how to give up. I don't. I don't. I, I, I just believe in my heart. It's 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 a covenant. A marriage is a covenant. It's not an agreement. It's bottom, the fact of the matter is, is that I'm still alive and she's not as long. She's still alive. No one's died yet. So someone has to die for this thing to be over, as far as I'm concerned. Um I um I've never loved my wife more than I do now. And I don't know how that's possible unless it's supernatural because she's done absolutely nothing for me. For no. her, she would probably say that's shallow words because somewhere along the line, it seems apparent that she felt unloved. Yeah. Or and it seems like there needs to have been some way to remedy that. And maybe still is. I don't know. Mm-hmm. For you to show her uh, the exalted place that God has put her in your life. Mm-hmm. Not higher than him, of course, but she felt displaced, apparently. Yep. Yep. Uh, is there a right place for her to feel loved? And what needs to happen now to make that occur? That's a good question. Um, I don't know at this moment. Um, I don't know. And that's been my prayer. That's been, you know, in conversations with the Lord is Lord. Again, I'm partnering with you. What what role do I have to play? What specifically do you want me to do? Partnering with you. It's ultimately it's him. Um he loves Timmy way more than I do. And the love he gives me for her comes from him. Mm-hmm. So we both love her. Um, we're both in agreement for this marriage. He loves this marriage. This marriage is awesome because he ordained it. Um, my wife not wanting to participate in it um, is really between him and her. Um, I'm actively on the sidelines um, believing for um, reconciliation restoration of the marriage the way God wants it. You know, that's his character. It's who he is. It's not something he does, although he does. I believe that, and it says in Scripture that he doesn't ever really give up on us. But he does also say in Scripture, in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, if the unbelieving one leaves, Mm -hmm. let her leave. And that you then the second half of that verse says, are to be at peace yes. without guilt. I see you're doing a good job of letting her leave, but I also see your heart mm-hmm. being torn apart. Sure. And I'm wondering about her heart being torn apart. She's looking in lots of other places to fulfill that hurt and tearing. Yes. Where it needs to come from you rather than from another man or needed to when she was open to that. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you expecting? What are you praying for 
and what is God telling you to do and to be right now? Um, I've been praying uh, again, like I said earlier, to reiterate, this is what I want to partner with you in this in this situation um, in my marriage. Uh, you haven't given up on it. Um, Tammy's bottom line is, is Tammy's, you know, walked away from the Lord. She and all, you know, it tells you to judge a tree by its fruit. And everything you look at that's coming from her tree is not speaking of the Lord and, and her relationship or right relationship with him. Um, and that that's hard to watch. Um, for what I'm supposed to do is... You know, I'm I'm only going by what, and I'm compelled. That's the only words I can use. That's a good word. Is I'm compelled, and I don't know how to not believe for a restoration here. You know, it was like two years ago. I think I started to start with you. Maybe is I was backing out of my driveway in my car, and you know, you know maybe long time you still at home at the time, but things weren't you know weren't right, obviously, and we weren't in good communication. Um, and I just remember telling the Lord, I said, Lord, just let me know this is going to be okay. And I remember him laughing at me. And as I backed out of the driveway and he said, that wouldn't take any faith, would it? Mm-hmm. And I said, you're right. Okay. You know, what he's, what he's teaching me to do is trust him. Utterly and completely trust him. Not trust that Tammy will come back. Exactly. Not trust him to do this or that or anything else, but just trust him no matter what. What occurs exactly to trust him? Oh yeah, not trust trust that, Dave. I see you as a powerful example to all the people that are hearing this that we're talking here. I see you as a powerful example of how God loves us and waits for us with patience mm-hmm. and long suffering. Doesn't give up on us, but continues to love us. Not necessarily the way we think we might want to feel loved. Because if I was God, I would do it with me differently than he does it sometimes. I hurt, and he doesn't seem to undo my hurt always. You're an example of that. And I'm wondering how God would have us pray for you and for your marriage. If there was anything that the Christians hearing this could pray for you right now about, what would you have us to pray for? What kind of prayer would be appropriate? What do you want to have happen that God could accomplish? You know, ultimately what I want, and my prayer has been for me and my marriage, but is, is I, I, want, I want God's will to be done completely and utterly in my life. And, and that that I can be used as him and be transparent and that people see Christ in me and they don't see me, but they see him. And I manifest him on this earth to do what he's called me to do. Um, and as that's being an awesome husband, yeah, great. That's what I want to do. I believe that's what he wants. Um, and my Even wife, an awesome husband by Tammy's perspective of what that might mean? Yeah, I want to be what... Well, I'm not going. Well, I'm saying I'm not going to. I would enter her world at any juncture. Really? Um, yeah. Does she know that? Does she believe that? Sure. I I don't know if she believes it, but I think she's known it because I've I've expressed that to her um, on multiple occasions. Have you shown her a willingness to do that? I believe I have. Um, 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, and she just doesn't want to partake of that. She doesn't want to. Ex- she, I've extended the offer, but she doesn't want to accept the offer. Um, you know, it's 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 simple as like, okay, hon, this is what we can do. You know, you say you want to come home, you want to make this work. Fine, you you come home. I live in the basement. You have the house. You do what you want. You let me up whenever you want. You can call down and say you can come up here for ten minutes and then send me back down there. It really doesn't matter because. I'm, you would do that. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I'll sleep in the I'll sleep in the shed. I'll sleep under a bridge. It really doesn't matter. Um, you know, I'm called to lay down my life. My life is not my own. I'm not living my life to make myself feel better about myself or make my meet my emotional needs, my physical needs. That's not that's not my gig. That's not who I am um, at all. And and she sees that and. And so she's torn because she doesn't know what to do because she knows, I think she knows that she knows, she knows I do that in a heartbeat, but she'll feel guilty about it because she's not going to make me sleep in the basement. But the one thing she knows that you would not do to get this marriage back together is to put her above the Lord Jesus. Absolutely. Is that true? Yeah. You have better- and that's the one thing apparently that she's. <laughs> wanting. You have a better chance of seeing Jesus than that happening. Because it's not going to work. At the end of the day, it won't work. It didn't work for the first 20 years, and it's not going to work for the next 20. So, I'm not doing that. I'm... I will... I will stand beside her. I will... I would do anything for her. Um, whatsoever. You know, this whole divorce thing has been kind of fun. Uh, because you know, I've watched. I've never heard anybody say that before. Oh, yeah, it's it's just a blast because there's nothing she can do to hurt me, and she keeps trying to hurt me and doing different things and trying to make it blatantly obvious. And it just, I don't hurt for me. I hurt for you because you wouldn't be doing this. And I'm saying this, knowing what I know, she doesn't see it that way. Um, it, it's impossible for a spouse not to love their spouse. If they're totally in love with Jesus, it's impossible. You cannot be everything and love your spouse if you're totally in love with him. It's it's a direct mirror image of your relationship with the Father. And I love him, and he loves me. Mm-hmm. He tells me all the time. <laughs> so there's no lack of love. So there is no lack with him at all. So I have unlimited love for my wife. And we talked talk to the father. He is not. He is hope. He is peace. He is joy. And these are things that he, he doesn't give, although he does. Is there things are not, they're not attributes of the father, but they are. It's, it's what he is. He is the substance of all joy. He is peace. His whole makeup is peace. His whole makeup is hope. So if he is hope and I'm in him, how could I not have abundant hope? I have a ridiculous amount of hope. It it pours from my being. <laughs> so fact, that does sound ridiculous. It's ridiculous. For somebody awesome. who's just being rejected by his wife. She's not rejecting me. She's rejecting the father because we abide with one another, and I see that. And the problem is that you are loving her on the father's terms, not on Tammy's terms. Absolutely. Scripture speaks to that in Luke 14 verse 26. It says, if 
if anyone comes to me, this is Jesus talking, if anyone comes to me, and then he uses a strong word, anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. That's pretty strong words. In fact, puzzling words. But Dave, I see in your life a hunger for the Lord. And I believe also that you believe, like I do, that that whatever you ask in Jesus' name, he will give you. And so I beg you not to give up on your marriage, even if the state of Pennsylvania says, sorry, there is no more marriage. I'm sorry, it's not the state of Pennsylvania that married you. That's right. It's God yeah. who married you. Yeah. And when your trust is in him, he's going to show you what needs to happen. Sure. In fact, would you care if I just pray for you to that end? That's awesome. Father, I, in, I just ask now in Jesus' name that you would cure and heal and soothe the hearts of both the principals of this marriage, both Tammy and David and their boys that that they can be united in you. Father, I don't know Tammy's relationship with you. It doesn't look like she has one, but that's my own human perspective. Mm -hmm. I ask now in Jesus' name that your spirit would call her and that Jesus Christ himself would draw both David and Tammy and others like them, thousands and thousands of others that are listening to this right now, that you would draw them both to die to themselves, to be all that you call them individually to be, so that individually their marriage could be what it needs to be. Thank you, Father, for my brother David's faith, his perseverance, his willingness to endure, and now his humility to just listen to what you would call him to do and to be next for the sake of not only of his marriage, but for the sake of your kingdom mm-hmm. and of his part in that. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit that's on it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's good stuff, eh? Thank you for listening today. I hope you were truly blessed. If you want more information about Testify It, please visit us at testifyit.com. That is T E S. T-I-F-Y-I-T dot com. Do you have a testimony to share? We would love to hear from you. Just go to testify.com and fill out the testimony form. You can find it at the bottom of any page on the site. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ and truly want one, call out to him today. Decide to give over your life, surrendering it to him, and choose to follow him. He has already paid the price for your sins with his death on the cross. He was raised on the third day and will give you everlasting life with him. You will be born again, and he will place his Holy Spirit within you. Until next time, remember you are loved by God and he deeply desires a relationship with you.